What's going on, everyone? It's Matthew here from the Driven by Details podcast. I hope everybody's doing great. It is, uh, I think, the 28th of September here when this today's episode is going to go live. And I have a bunch of stuff to talk about here before today's episode gets underway. So I'm going to talk more about today's episode at the end of this little introduction that I'm doing right now. So before we get to that, I want to let everybody know Kilmer is out on assignment. It's, uh, it's kind of coming up on that year with the SEMA cars and stuff. So Kilmer's out in the field working on some really cool cars that um, we will certainly be podcasting about later uh, in the year. But I have some exciting stuff I want to share with everybody. We um, at Gloss University are on the road, actually leaving in the morning on Friday the 29th to head to Ephraim, Utah for our one-day class at Robbie Layton's. If you guys are not familiar with Robbie Layton, just check him out on YouTube. He does some really, really awesome stuff and has a really excellent channel. So we're going to be at Layton Auto Body doing a one-day class that's really geared towards car enthusiasts and beginner car care. So if you're following us on social media, you'll get some live updates on that stuff uh, over the weekend. So we're doing that class on the 30th, and then Kilmer goes back to working on show cars. I will be going with David Patterson from Utah out to Beverly Hills, California to work with Beverly Hills Ferrari for a few days to help them get some vehicles ready for sale. Uh, there's a bunch of Ferraris that um, they're kind of backlogged with, and you know they've, they've switched uh, over on their systems and have really implemented a lot of um, the tools and equipment that we've recommended for them, and we're basically kind of going to go help them out. And also work with them a little bit on some of their sales and service offerings to see if there's anywhere we can help them uh, maybe increase some other revenues with um, some of the add-on coatings and stuff that they're doing. So when we get back from California, I think middle of October, we're back up at the Ring Brothers to get two or three cars ready for SEMA. Um, and then things start to settle down a little bit. I have some other service work of my own that I need to finish out before the end of the year. So there is a whole bunch going on through, uh, I would say, the next maybe 30 days to 45 days. It's going to be a little crazy. So with all of that, I don't know. I plan on trying to do some shorter, maybe little clip podcasts uh, while we're out in the field. Um, I'm see if I can do some more Instagram lives with uh, with everyone while we're out um, at these trainings and all that stuff. So now that I've unpacked all that stuff, we can get on to today's episode. As I mentioned, Kilmer is out on assignment, and we are wrapping up the um, the small business September. I really got the idea for the small business September um, in the conversations that I had with Mark from Ontor Brewing. Uh, if you had a chance to listen to the last episode, we interviewed Mark from Ontor Brewing because he's just a super awesome person. And um, he's just uh, talking to entrepreneurs. You know, we, we have a lot of these similar struggles. So with all of that, that's kind of why I had the idea for the small business stuff. I wanted to just talk more about that because I don't think enough of us talk about some of the pains that we deal with with our businesses, all as passionate as we are about auto detailing and running our businesses and corrections and coatings, you know, it, it, it wears on us. And, and, um, and I don't think that um, that wear and tear that we take as business owners, it's, it's very similar to a lot of the other pains, you know, whether, it, um, you know, operating a, a hot dog stand or something like that, you know, small business is the backbone of our economy. And I think a lot of us can relate to the things that we go through daily. So I want to jump into today's podcast where I bring on my old um, work colleague, business partner, uh, Phil Casada from VIP Express Car Wash. Phil was one of my mentors for a number of years. And we, we go way back uh, to the 90s working in uh, the hand car wash. Phil's story is really cool. And I just wanted to wrap up you know, the small business spotlight with inviting Phil on the podcast. He is um, a, a wealth of knowledge and he is, um, he's a ball of energy too. So I hope everybody has a great week and I really appreciate again, everybody listening and I look forward to connecting with everyone this fall. So here we go. We're going to dive straight into the podcast. Mr. Phil Casada, welcome to the Driven by Details podcast. Okay. Thanks for having me. I'm super excited. I've actually in earlier podcasts, um, 
this month i've been mentioning i'm like oh phil's gonna be on the podcast we're gonna have him on the podcast but i know how busy you are as an entrepreneur and, uh, and how hard working you are um i always say that they don't build human beings like you anymore so um i'm excited for you I, to tell your story here today on the podcast yeah. so thanks dude thanks for carving yeah. out a little bit of time um but i want to i want to go back in time phil i want to go back oh. in time to when you started detailing you started as a mobile detailer right like way back like 35 years ago maybe so i yeah you know mobile detailing wasn't the introduction to the to the industry i actually was introduced to the car wash industry at like 15 years old uh, at the wow. local car wash um so that's that's really where i got my start um in the business and um, um years later um when I was trying to um, figure out what I was going to do, um, I always, I always, you know, kept myself in, in, intrigued in the car wash business and detailing business. So I opened up a, a mobile detailing business, and we just, you know, went. To, we did a lot of wholesale, a lot of dealership work at the time. Sure. So it was mobile detailing, but you were kind of going to the place that had wholesale cars. That's right. It was mobile detailing. It was, yeah. it was mostly mobile, mobile detailing, um, and we we. In the entry level was wholesale dealership work. They kept you busy. They kept but, you busy. But you would, we would, you know, we, we, the goal was to really, you know, get those really fancy cars in, in the nice neighborhoods, right? I mean, those sure. are, that's, that's where you want it to be. Sure. Um, but, but, you know, come to find out that, you know, most of those guys, you know, don't want to spend any more than the dealership wants to spend. <laughs> yeah. You know well, what I mean? So now if we're going back all this time into the 90s, I mean, do you remember what those ticket prices may have looked like then when you're doing stuff for the dealership? Oh, yeah. So the dealership, we were, I, you know, we were about $85 a car, maybe $75 a car. Wow. Um, you know, you know and, it, and the thing with the, the wholesale deal, uh, detailing, I mean, you know this. I mean, 10 years later, they were 95, right? They weren't, they didn't, they didn't. <laughs> they they didn't really they didn't really go up much right but, you know right. you kind of got smart you said well i'm going to do less right you just mm -hmm. did less for them and they you were okay less. with it yeah. um you know right. and unfortunately um there, there there was just you know they just wanted to turn cars right they just needed them clean and they wanted to turn cars and they for the for the most part um if if someone else came in you know at five dollars less we'd be kicked out you know, so there was very little. So it was it was really a you know a brutal environment to to be in where you kind of understood that hey you know one day one day you're in one day you're out. So right. you you didn't give it the kind of commitment um, that that I think I was designed to give in business. Sure. Um, so I I branched you know um, so being in Chicago right you know this very little you can do in the winter time with outside and water with those two put together sure so sure. i decided that uh i wanted to open up uh you know a detail shop look look for my own detail shop and i came across a um a car wash um that was open for like uh 15 or 20 years at that time that i purchased wow. um in park ridge and did and did very very well there yeah that was that was where you and i first met and that was like new auto spot right I didn't even know, now that you're saying that, I did not know that Like New was in business for almost 15 years before you got involved with that. They were. They were. That's Wow, that's new information. I didn't know that. And, I thought you kind of cultivated that from the ground up, but interesting. I, I, I did not. I purchased it. Um, he, he, he was, uh, his name was Mike, the previous owner. He was actually in Edison Park, hmm. so which, is, which borders Park Ridge. Sure. And he opened up a little small uh, hand car wash there and um, he was, uh, he only had like a couple year lease. So that's when he moved to Park Ridge. Okay. And he built that business pretty, pretty. Built it up. Built, I mean, he, yeah, he built it to the point where, um, he started, he started getting involved in, in building, um, houses and construction. So he kind of, you know, about five years prior to me buying it, he kind of just let go of the business and it, it, it just, you know, every week, every month, every year, it just got worse and worse and worse. And interesting. Um, so he, he he put the at the time you'd be surprised this this might shock some of your listeners 
You used to open up the newspaper and look for things that were for sale, you know, either houses, businesses, or cars. Yeah. Yeah. So um, it was a Sunday and I'm, I'm looking at the, I'm looking in the paper for, for businesses or buildings for rent, you know, anything and everything. Yeah. And came across this, you know, it said, it said Northwest suburbs car wash for sale. Wow. And that was it. Yeah. So I went over and I talked to the guy, you know, and, um, you know, I, I walked in and I, you know, I introduced myself and I'm like, Hey, you know, your business is for sale. Um, and, and it, the next words that came out of his mouth is, is the price. Right. He's just like, <laughs> like, you know, you, you wanted to weed out the people that can't afford it. So at the time, again, you know, this was very, this was very traditional with a lot of businesses that, you know, retail or, you know, um, seeing people come in and out of your business. Um, we would, I would park in front of the car wash down the street, um, all different times of the day and uh, days of the week, um, to try and, and, and wrote down, um, you know, studied the car wash, how many customers were coming in and out at what time. You did this. You just day. random times just showed up. Random times. But but at least there, there might have been maybe 200 hours altogether. Wow. So how I would go on, you know, go on Monday mornings for four hours or three hours. Then I'd go, you know, the next week I'd go Monday afternoons. And then, you know, Tuesday I'd go in the afternoons. So there's all different times. And uh, I put a business plan together. That's when I put my business plan together. And uh, I begged my father for a loan and I begged my brother-in-law for a small loan and I had a little bit of money and uh, we came back and, and I signed the contract. How cool is that? Yeah, That's... it was pretty cool. It was pretty wow. cool. And you were in your twenties when you did that, right? I was 22 years old. Holy smokes. Yeah, I was 20, 22. I'm sorry. I'm going to take that back. I was 22 when I had the de- my mobile detailing. Um, I got 25. married at I got married at twenty five, so I was twenty six when I got the car wash. Okay, okay, yeah, that's still a big commitment at twenty six yeah, years old. So, I mean, you already owned your own business, but now it's like now it's yeah. like not that it, not a mobile detailing is not official, but now you got this brick and mortar. People are driving by your location. You know, it's like it's yeah. had to be more serious, right? Leveled up. You're like, oh man, I'm in over my head now. I got to show up. I got to keep the property clean. Yeah. I got to keep the lights yeah. turned on. Like that's. Yeah. A, that is that's a lot and that's that's probably shortly uh after the time when you and i connected i mean for everybody that's listened to the podcast they've listened to all the episodes they've known my my history at the dealership and that's where i originally connected with phil because i was working part-time at uh at the time it was called ridge motors which was three car lines pontiac hyundai honda and like new car wash was about maybe two and a half miles straight east of the dealership and I remember when I first met you, what you you were coming with the boys, dropping off a set of cars that you picked up from the dealership um, to return back to the store. And you, you know, at the time I was Porter manager, and you were dropping off the keys, and you're like, "Yeah, here's these three cars that we just got ready to get cleaned up and stuff." And so you and I, that's where actually we first connected was at the dealership, which is yeah. super cool. That a lot of yeah. my relationships still to this day are from kind of those you know, humble beginnings working at, at, at the car dealership, but it wasn't long after that. I think it was a, like a year had passed. You and I had kind of connected and you were looking for somebody to, to help you in the summertime. And it worked out like I, I would go work at like at your car wash um, in the morning, like nine to two or something like that. And then go home, eat lunch, whatever, and then go back to the dealership and work at the dealership part-time for nine to three. So basically they were two part-time jobs that, you know, equaled one full-time job. Um, and I remember like, dude, I want you to tell a little bit, I mean, we're going to get, we'll get into a few things, but specifically just like, you know, the, the hand car wash business in Chicago. And I've talked about this. I feel like, you know, it's, it's somewhat dwindled over years, but we had, if you go back to that, that era, the nineties, right? Real estate was cheap. Labor was cheap. And the, and the hand car wash was a really booming business. And it's like, you drove down Elston Avenue and in a a 20 mile stretch, there was a dozen car washes, you know? And so we had the hand car wash business was, was booming. And, 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 you know, um, you, you had this awesome, you know, setup at, at like new where you kind of had integrated, some tunnel equipment where you had the blowers at the end of the, of the car wash and you had the, the rinsing and all that stuff. Um, we had rinsing, we had Rain-X, mm-hmm. we had, we had uh, blue foaming polish and undercarriage. Yeah. Yeah. It was a really awesome setup. Yeah. And, and I remember, you know, like at that time, you know, 
in this era for everybody that's listening to the podcast, I was learning how to actually operate a rotary polisher and I was learning how to do more of the detailing stuff. And I remember one of the first things when I started working for you, the <laughs> first job, this is absolutely hilarious. And I want to talk about it a little bit, but um, you had like a, a 19 early, like maybe early eighties or mid eighties Lincoln continental in there. And it was staying for a couple days, which, maybe equivalent to the modern day ceramic coated, but you're like, yeah, we have to put 10 coats of liquid glass on this thing. And I was like, wait a second, we have to wax this car 10 times. <laughs> it's like, you know, which is like, okay, normally that's fine. Like whatever, if it was like a standard, like Subaru or a Honda or something, but it's a freaking Lincoln continental. <laughs> it's just probably like 22 linear feet down the whole thing. So I was like, what how did you get introduced to liquid glass do you even remember that do you even know how that all came to be or was that something that the other guy already had going it, it, it was he already had it going i i, I wanted to go back a little bit to, yeah tell me the earlier conversation you know matt over the years you, you know you haven't been that different than me uh, <laughs> you know hustling uh, working working your your butt off to right. accomplish what you what, what what you have now um, you were just a late bloomer, just, just a little bit later than me. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, so, so you g give yourself some kudos for, uh, you know, never, never, uh, becoming addicted to, uh, you know, uh, video games and, and sitting eight <laughs> hours in front of the TV, you know, <laughs> saying, well, you're not wrong. You, you know, that you just, it just took you, it just took you a little bit longer to find your passion and what you're willing to give everything to. Um, right. And um, some of the differences is, um, you know, I'm a first generation in this country and the old school, you know, the Italians were, you know, work, make something of yourself. You know, you work with your hands, you'll never yes. starve, mm -hmm. you know, so, Mm -hmm. Very early on, um, you know, school wasn't wasn't for me. I would have loved to continue to go to school. I'd love to say I have some kind of degree today because at that time, school was much cheaper and affordable. Yeah. And right. <laughs> right. Right, to, not, not quite the same story. Um, but, uh, you know, I knew that I had to build a foundation very early. Mm -hmm. And I know it was a long, long uh, haul um, on, on building a career. Hey, yeah. I'm still, I'm, I'm still building, you know, right. I haven't put that roof on the house yet, but my yeah. foundation's built, but I still got to put a roof on it. I'm, 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 I'm it never still, ends. It never, it ends. never ends. Yeah. Um, so, so the, uh, the liquid glass, <laughs> the liquid glass. So when I, when I, when I was building, when I was putting my business plan together, Every pair, every once in a while, I'd, I'd go in and go talk to him um, yeah. to ask him questions about the business. Um, he knew we I, we had a preliminary, um, uh, non formal uh, agreement mm -hmm. that I was able to see his books. Um, it's called like a no compete sure. um, disclosure. Um, so I did have questions. So, and I'd go in there and I'd see these cars and I'd, you know, look at his menu. I'd say, Hey, let me ask you about this liquid glass, you know, 10 coats. He says, he says, Phil, uh, half of Park Ridge does the, does this 10 coat program. I said, but what, you know, what exactly is it? He says, well, you know, um, the, the more coats you put on, the better protection you're going to get, mm -hmm. um, and the harder the uh, the polymers get, yeah, yeah. yeah the, again, I said, I said yeah, I, you know, I, I was, I was, you know, thinking the same thing you were thinking, like, wow, that's a lot of work, you know, three right. days. Customers got to drop the car for three days, but every time I went in there, there was at least two, three cars getting this 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 treatment, this program. Wow! Uh, so I take over the car wash, and you know, every week calls. Yeah, I got to get it in. I got to get it in. I got to get in. I got to do your liquid glass 10 coat. So, you know what? I just stopped asking questions at that, that time. Yeah, but, you just did it. Well, here's here's where I became a believer, though, right? Was um, when these cars did come in mm -hmm. um, and they were 6, 8, 10, 12, 15 years old, like that old Lincoln or the old Cadillacs or the old Mercedes, right? 
they looked flawless. They looked like the day you brought, walked off the showroom floor. Wow. Uh, so I became a believer in it. Yeah. And we had a lot of pride in doing it for the customer. They had yeah. a lot of pride in their car. And we had a lot of pride in, in, in performing that service for them. So um, I know I, I, I get I get some some uh, some uh, some shit for that, but it worked. You know, at that time, that was that was the early day ceramic. Yeah. I mean, you could, Do you remember what those got customers were paying for it at the time? I mean, I they mean, were paying one hundred and fifty dollars, ten dollars a coat. How about that? Crazy, right? How about that? And the SUVs were, I think the SUVs were 180. Um, and then the larger vehicles, which we didn't quite have the larger vehicles then like we do today. Uh, mm-hmm. But like vans, conversion vans, I think it was like 200 bucks. Yeah. Wow. Crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy when you think about all the, the, the labor hours and all the, you know, all yeah. the elbow sure. grease that goes into it. You know, I sure. mean, and, and the timeline isn't really much different than, you know, maybe a bigger ceramic coating project. Usually it's a, it, depending on the car, one, one day, 1.5, two days, 2.5, three days, whatever, and, mm-hmm. you know, similar thing, because it's not like, you know, it's not like you only did liquid glass stuff. You still had customers coming in for basic exterior and interior washes. Right. So you're, mm-hmm. you have all these things going on. And I remember, I mean, it'd be cool to dig up some pictures uh, of the old car wash. Cause it's, I mean, like new car wash is still in business. Um, you are obviously not the owner of the place anymore. And, and I, in my chemical days, after you left, um, after you left like new, I started selling them chemicals and I kind of, I remember how booming that car wash was back when you had it. And then, Mm -hmm. you know, fast forward to even just whatever, six, seven years ago when I was selling them products, it it wasn't, they never did the volume, um, that you once did at that time. And, and it goes back to customer service, you know, and it's one of the things I really respect about you a lot is that you're really, you know, you're very passionate about what you do, but you're always trying to think about, um, because you've been in the service business so long, you're always really putting yourself in the customer's perception, essentially, right? Like, and so you're really yeah. customer service oriented, you know, you have to. and, yeah. and, and so, you know, now you, okay, you sell the car wash, you're out, somebody else comes in and they don't have the, maybe the same drive or the same passion, same eyes, all of you. And then what happens? The business kind of starts to fall apart uh, and the customer base, the customer clientele, they notice those, those fine attention to details that you brought to the, to the table. And when you're not there, guess what? Well, the customers aren't coming either. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, yeah, it's it, tough. It, it's definitely a tough transition for mo- most of the customers. Um, when, when, when ownership gets changed, especially in a small business like that, you know, to elaborate a little bit on, on the customer service, the, you know, the, the, our motto here with the employees is our, every customer is our boss, right? Mm-hmm. So there, there's, there's, there's the owner, which is me, but mm-hmm. boss are the customers and mm-hmm. we gotta treat them like gold. It's probably been one of the greatest things for me mm-hmm. um, in pride and satisfaction in running my companies. But yeah. it's probably been it's probably been my my anchor yeah. too because if I wanted to be um, a, a lot more successful, and I sh- maybe I shouldn't use successful as a word. Maybe a, little, a lot more financially successful mm-hmm. uh, in this business. I'd have four or five, maybe even ten of these places. Um, yeah. But you you eliminate the customer service. You, you cannot provide the customer service that I feel. Um, that I'm providing to our sure. customers and I'm a part of the neighborhood. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, um, so customer service is definitely, um, a dying and I don't want to, I, I, you know, you, you could, I, I think, I think you may have chose the right word. I've talked about that and it's going away. And like, and I've always said that customer service is something that everybody wants and they don't know how bad they actually need it until they actually can't get it. Yeah. Right. It's yeah. just one of those things that's like, you don't think about it, but then when it's not present, you're like, what is going on? Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. It, it's, it's, it's very it's, strange. You know, and here's the thing. It's easy, right? Mm-hmm. It's not, it, there's nothing hard about customer service. Right. Right. There's nothing, there's nothing like, you know, it's like almost natural to be nice to other people. Sure. Sure. Um, sure. so if, if people, people get that, they understand it. Right. So now my service, right. 
we produce a good product, right? But more so, we make people feel good, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what makes them coming back and opening up their wallets yeah. um, at my business versus someone else's business, right? Yeah. We make them feel good. Yeah. Well, I want to talk about that because so um, what were some of the things? Because obviously, okay, fast forward to present day. Okay. You're still in the car wash business, but yeah. you you moved away from the hand car wash. And, yes. and I remember... If I remember this clearly, this must have been somewhere around 2000 and maybe 7, 2008, where you got over into VIP because you, you kind of stayed in the car wash business, but you you left the hand car wash business model and you moved into the um, kind of flex a tunnel car wash, but it's still full service. So I, I want you to talk about that. What were some of the things that that led up to you wanting to get rid of um I lost you there for a second. There you are. What were some of the things that so you, uh, that your led line, your, your timeline's kind of uh, kind of correct? Um, so it was two thousand eight. We bought this car wash at the time. My brother in law was my partner. Um, mm-hmm. in, in so in two thousand in early two thousand eight, my my landlord had passed away at this Park Ridge location, like new, mm-hmm. and. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the contract, I, I had, I had a 15 year lease with them okay. and it, it, um, and it stated that at the end of the 15 year lease that I was um, able to purchase the property at a predetermined price, yada, yada, yada. And, um, she happened to pass away three okay. years before the end of the 15 year lease. Um, she had a, um, a son that, um, wasn't quite on the same um, page as we were. Sure. Um, and, and makes sense. And, that happens a lot. <laughs> and, and he said, and he says, uh, go get yourself a lawyer. Cause you're not, I'm not selling the building now that he became the new owner. Um, mm-hmm. so we started looking around, right. And we knew the owner of this new location that I'm at VIP in Wooddale. We knew the owner and we started talking to him and he wanted to possibly get out. So we negotiated and we purchased VIP, which was at that time called car wash cafe car wash cafe i don't think i knew that maybe i knew that but forgot it (laughs) yeah it was called car wash cafe um and uh, we bought it um in in december in um in january um in january of uh, it had to be 2008 ish because i remember i was was still working for pro finish and i remember I remember it coming up at one of our sales meetings, like, oh, you know, this car, this because you were close to our headquarters at the time, yes. yeah. just a few miles down the road. And I remember we had some like uh, um, sales generator thing that would show us businesses that were changed ownership. And I remember mm-hmm. one of the sales meetings were like, oh, yeah, there's a new owner here, you know, and they're close. <laughs> go, you know, maybe go try to sell them. And I'm like, you know, at that time, that wasn't I was looking for a house in the neighborhood. And so. Yeah my house for everybody that's listening to this, like I'm, you know, I'm only three miles away from your current location today. Um, so it was, it was, it's crazy. Cause I, I remember yeah. like yeah, it was crazy. long ago, but not that long ago. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> so car wash cafe. So, so we, we purchased car wash cafe and, um, at, at the time, um, at, at the time we, per- so if you remember the, the, uh, the, you know, housing crash of, of 2008 that was yep. towards the end of the year yeah um we found ourselves um we, we were we were questioning if we made a mistake right sure. we still had we still had like new that we wanted to put up for sale because we were paying very high rent there sure. um and, and things were just not working out um with the landlord and us um and we went and purchased this place to uh, Another thing that was happening at that time was labor was starting to change. Mm-hmm. The labor force was starting to change. Mm-hmm. Um, the cost of labor was increasing um, I drastically think with drastically um, and, and the quality. Right. So you're not you, look, anyone that owns a business doesn't have a problem paying someone as long as, the, you know, they're producing quality mm-hmm um labor yeah right and, yeah. And, and, equality and, and consistency it could be it could be physical or it could be mental it, it doesn't matter but you know as an employer as a business owner um 
you know, you'd be foolish not to pay someone that's worth the money that they're that they're producing. Sure, sure. So, and that was that wasn't <laughs> that started becoming a real a real nightmare, right? Yeah. So we that's why we decided you know to start going. So when I bought this car wash, car wash cafe, exterior wash only. They did no interior cleaning. Okay. Um, so my vision when I saw this place was to bring in a, a hybrid model of what we did at the hand car wash business, okay. which was, um, you know, great exterior car washing plus, you know, full detailing, which we were, you know, charging 150 or 200 bucks for. Um, mm -hmm. And we, mm -hmm. we combined the two and created this express detailing, like the spiff type detailing. Sure. Sure. Where people didn't have to drop off the car, they weren't inconvenienced. Yeah. They um, um, uh, another trend that was starting to change where people weren't holding on to their cars as long, right? The, sure. The, the the financing and the dealerships were really pushing, and they were doing a good job, and it was working, yep. pushing people to you know rotate their cars. Leasing yep. started to become very popular. Rotating mm -hmm. their cars every three to four to five years. Mm -hmm. So people weren't putting the money or didn't want to invest the money to get their car fully detailed um, mm -hmm. once a year or once every couple of years. Um, mm -hmm. So I, I kind of figured that we would introduce these express detailing um, where um, it wasn't quite just your vacuum and windows and, 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 and the car exterior car wash. It was more detailed, clean cup holders, wash floor mats, dashboard clean your door panels, um, yeah. use air guns on the inside of the vehicle, get all the crevices, yep. um, one hour or less. And, and other than your car, your carpets and, and your seats being shampooed, your yeah. car looks like it's, it just came out of the, uh, out of the detail floor. Yeah. Um, yeah. so we started that after a, about a year after I took over VIP and it's, it's definitely paid off. Yeah. It's paid yeah. off. So we do know, we do know, uh, full complete interior, Exterior detail, nor yeah. exterior details. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It's the kind of the hybrid model. They are what we call now like a flex serve, but like, you ha like a flex serve possibly on steroids because if you look yes. at like modern car washes today, a flex serve um, offers. That, you know they, they're not doing the same level of interior cleaning as you know most flex serve car washes is just basic interior right like vacuum the just window basic. you know just vacuum basic. the car clean yeah. the windows dress the yeah. tires you're out of the way you know yeah. and that and yeah. that's it where you're you're kind of taking it another level or two up where you know like you just said you know condition the dashboard and the seats and that type of stuff and the door panels so that's uh well i i was yeah. trying to i was trying to I was trying to solve. I was trying to solve two problems at the time. I was trying mm -hmm. to solve mm -hmm. the labor issue, mm -hmm. um, and by solving the labor issue, in, in one way of solving the labor, labor issue was, uh, you know, paying them um, what they were asking or what they deserved. Sure. Um, and uh, in order for me to do that, I needed to increase my revenue, my gross sure. receipts, uh, so I can pass along that. Um, that cost to the guy, uh, the uh, paid employees, guys yeah. what, what they, what they uh, wanted to get paid. Yeah. So, um, and give the customer that deep discount of, uh, of paying and not paying 150 bucks, but paying $50 and almost getting the same thing that they would have gotten at $150. Sure. Sure. So, so not only was the customer getting a great deal um, and, and um, getting a great value for the price, but I was making a lot more revenue per vehicle sure. um, that I, then I was able to pass along the savings uh, to the guys. I give the guys, you know, commission on the vehicles and um, extra uh, spiffs that on, on cleaning, um, you know, well, that goes back to, to total labor hours involved in the job. Yeah. Total labor. yeah. yeah if absolutely. you're, if you're at the time in the nineties, early two thousands, if you're charging 150 bucks, for complete interior, exterior detail, or two hundred dollars, you know how many labor hours, or how long did it take you to actually do that? Versus, okay, now I'm charging this fifty dollars, yeah. sure. but I'm doing it in less than a third of the time, and I can do more of those per hour. So that just translates to actually just bigger revenues, you know, per That's total it. hours that you're open yeah. during the day. Yeah. You know, what I mean, you, you nailed it. You nailed yeah. it. You nailed yeah. it. And and I I think, you know. Um, for most people that are listening to this, we um, it's coast to coast. We know what's happened in the car wash industry where they've 
where there's private equity mm-hmm. and venture capitalists and Wall Street's come in and they've purchased all the mom and pop car washes yeah. that have done this full service. And most of these places were begging to get out simply because they didn't do what you just explained yeah. they, what they needed to do. They needed to they you know, they, they, they stayed with the old model, the old full service model where they were just yeah. charging, you know, fourteen ninety nine mm-hmm. for, you know, vacuum windows and outside mm-hmm. wash, which mm-hmm. um, it, it just, even at that price, it wasn't profitable. And if they raised their price two dollars, we would be like, oh, my God, I'm going to go to the guy down the street. He's still fourteen dollars, you know. Right. Right. And, and you were competing in this fourteen, twenty dollar market. Um and and really all you did was put yourself out of business because you know labor it's so sad it's so sad (laughs) it is i kind of i kind of i kind of solved those two issues one of the things that i think makes you a lot different you know obviously because my years of selling chemicals i i knew a lot of owner operators and you and i have became friends and have been very close you stood up at my wedding so we're we're a different type of uh of you're, you're not a customer right at one point you were a customer right you're not a customer anymore yeah. and there was a lot of things that you helped me with out before especially you know in the early days i sold detailing supplies and then as I started adding more sales and service offerings, we started selling tunnel car wash equipment and supplies. And I didn't really know too much about that. And because of you and location to where I was working and my home, you know, I, I we, you and I have probably spent thousands of hours inside oh, your sure. tunnel, you tuning oh, this sure. thing and, and understanding it. And actually still to this day that I'm not involved with chemical sales, mm-hmm. you know, I'm still mm-hmm. seeing you and we're still talking about this stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, well, what if we move <laughs> the blowers here and what do we do this? And what if we do that? And I, you know, and I, 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 I don't even really know how to unpack all this stuff because now you fast forward to today and you know, we're doing these, these high end paint corrections and ceramic coatings. And you know, we're, we're detailers are chasing down this scratch and this defect. And we're, we're, you know, it's like, we're looking at the paint under a magnifying glass, trying to get every freaking last defect out of the car. And, you know, detailers generally today are bashing the tunnel car wash, right? You know, they're like, Oh, your car's getting destroyed, this and that. And it's, you know, you scratch the car, watch anytime you introduce abrasion, you risk scratching the car. And that can even be true in a hand car wash. Okay. Um, and furthermore, I mean, we've seen a lot of guys in the hand car wash where the you know, labor's gone down. They never changed the buckets out. They've washed a hundred cars by hand at the end of the day. The wash mitt's black and they're hand washing the car and they scratch it just as much, uh, if not more than a tunnel car wash. And one of the things you and I have observed uh, in the last decade is how they're building these bigger tunnel car washes, right? You know, they're, they're, they're building them to get rid of the labor, like you talked about, so that everything could be automated, pay stations, free vacuums. And in order for them to get a clean, dry car, they have to basically build the tunnel car wash that's double the length, right? It's 120 feet, it's 140 feet, it's 160 feet. So you got two sets of rocker brushes, you got two sets of mitter curtains, and you got these three brushes. Three sets, four sets. Right? So encompassed with the track speed that, that really kind of beats on the cars a little bit more than your car wash where you know and i want you to talk about you know you know your car wash is an is a is an older smaller tunnel that you've done an incredible job in renovating and and you know you guys still prep the cars before they go down the tunnel you're cleaning the wheels a little bit and it's your business model is definitely a little bit different than some of these other like you just mentioned venture capitalists you know that that have uh yeah bro we're the real deal no i i mean we're (laughs) We're the real I mean, deal. I mean, if you, if you, you know, here, um, we, we've talked about, you know, how um, society, people's spending habits change, mm-hmm. um, you know, just to mention, I bet 60% or 70% of my customers that I had in Park Ridge, you know, 20, are not even alive today, right? Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, that? That, that's just, you know, so, yeah. you know, just, you know, the internet has changed the, the way people think and the way they spend, the way they appreciate value or service, right? So, yes. but it's still out there. Still millions of people out there, right? Yeah. So you just got to find who appreciates what you do right. um, and what service you can provide. So that's that's one. Yeah, so so you're definitely right. So um, the, the best way I can describe it is, um, is, is, is I... I use the analogy of like restaurants, right? Right. Okay. We all eat every day. We eat two mm-hmm. or three times a day. So restaurants mm-hmm. we can relate to, right? And mm-hmm. and we can, you know, we can 
we can talk all day on the different um, um, food or service or um, flavor that restaurants have, all the way from McDonald's right. to your high-end Gibson's Steakhouse, right? Yep. Or the, the steak, right? So it's happened. This is what's happened in the car wash industry, right? Most people, um, it's sad, but most people when they say, "Well, car wash," they 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 put them in one category. Car wash is a car wash, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, most people, right? Yeah. So and it's so it's the farthest from the truth, right? We are now like the restaurant business where these automatic these these express tunnel um, car washes. Um, are like the McDonald's of the restaurant business, right? Yeah. They're yeah. they're purchased, they're purchased, and they're built by you know venture capitalists, um, yep. uh, private equity groups. Um, we don't know how long they're going to be in the industry. Um, they're in it just to to, to increase their sales, um, their volume, um, and in or and, and to be profitable. And in order to do that, they you you would have to. In any industry, you'd have to start using cheaper and and less quality to to achieve that profit margin that you're looking for. Correct. So be mindful of your bottom line. So you're be mindful of your. It's all. Yeah. It's that's all they care about, right? Yeah. Uh, not all, and not all. I don't want to bash all, but you know, we're talking about. I'm, I'm referring to mostly the Chicago market, yeah. um, as well as uh, you know the all the magazines that I read and, and and all the, you know, the hundreds and hundreds of car washes that these these venture capital private equity companies are purchasing yeah um, yeah so so um uh, so so they they so most people come you know just kind of just you know saying hey you know i you know car wash you know I, I i where's the touchless like i get a lot of calls like you know are you a touchless or are you a hand car wash and and yeah. nine out of ten calls you know, by the time I'm done with that five or six minute conversation with them, they're coming to my car wash. I've convinced them sure. to come to my car wash uh, sure. because there's disadvantages to those car washes too. Um, but um, we've been able to hybrid, like you mentioned, we've been able to hybrid it. So I, I'm not, I'm using uh, some of the best cloths in the industry still, which is mm-hmm. a soft cloth, um, yep. a chamois yep. product. Um, we are running at a much lower speed. Uh, mm-hmm. The rotations per, uh, per yeah, minute RPMs. are, are yep. Yeah, RPMs on the on the brush on the um, on the wraps are much uh, slower, um, and uh, we're using all fresh water, no recycled water. Most yep. people might think uh, recycled water is good. I'm not sure what the sense is out there with people, but um, it's not very good for your equipment, for your car, or for your sure. chemicals. Yeah. Um, and uh, and so we hand prep on the way in. And we hand dry on the way out, um, right. and we're using all the high quality uh, chemicals. Uh, very little caustic, very little acids in our in our soaps. Which yes. over time, like like again, the example of McDonald's. You can go to McDonald's, you know, once a month. It's it, you know, you stop, you're hungry, you stop in, you, you pick up a sandwich. Not a big deal. Go wash, go eat at McDonald's. Um, eat at McDonald's, you know, every day or every other day. Yeah, uh, you are not going to be feeling that great. Right, um, right, and, and it's right. Similar That's a great the, point. You know, yeah. and it's similar to these car washes. Your car will definitely be beaten up um, yeah. utilizing these car washes, and 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 for 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 them, they don't really care. It's not about that. No, you know, where where to me it is. So if you have, a, no. we call our we call our our customers clients. Like you buy your brand new car, you start bringing it over here. You know, we want you to feel great about your car two, three, four years down the line when you're looking yeah. at your car. Then, hey, Phil, yeah. my car still looks great from washing it by you. Yeah. Yeah. No, and it, there is, and it's, well, it, we deal with it too in the detailing world, right? Because it's just like, oh, well, this guy knows how to run a buffer. You know, this guy, can, he's good at buffing a car, right? Oh, and course. so, and, and, you know, you don't know what you don't know. And, you know, okay, although the guy might be good with a machine in his hands, he's doesn't he has yeah. doesn't have the time on the job and the experience. So, you know, just like no two polishers are the same sure. and no two detailers sure. are the same. No two car washers are the same. Of course, there's going to have these characteristics or these similarities and indifferences to them, but no, you know, none of them are the same. And so, you know, I, I, I've learned so much from you uh, over, you know, my, my career and our friendship. And, and a lot of it has come from just trials Likewise. and tribulations, trials and errors and, and thinking about things, right? Like we're kind of like, Hmm, 
you know, I wonder if we did this or added that or tried this, you know, it's like, like building or creating anything. And so I, it's, it's really cool. Some of my students that have come in and trained with me, you know, I've brought them over the car wash so I can kind of teach them a little bit more about this because I think, you know, as detailers, we just assume car wash, tunnel car wash, bad, right? And similar yeah. to, you know, guys running, you know, the, the, the common marketing, we were, you and I were just talking about this the other day where yeah. it's just like, you know, the rotary polisher, bad. You're going to leave swirl marks on the car, yeah. right? You're going to leave rotary haze. And so there's yeah. these, there's these things that, that kind of just come with the territory and, and, you know, my career, uh, I've been able to learn a lot from you and from your patience of just, you know, basically testing things in the tunnel. Likewise, I've learned a lot from you. We, that, that's what builds a good, good friendship. Um, I like to tell all your listeners, though, if you ever um, get dropped from a helicopter and you needed to choose one person in the world, uh, you'd want to pick, pick Matt because <laughs> Matt not only is extremely, uh, extremely well at um, turning your car into a, a gem, but he is a great, um, um, what's the word, uh, outdoorsman. Right, sure. he'll, 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 <laughs> you know, he's got a he's got a sense of direction, and he and he's uh, that's true. He can build fires, and and he'll oh, definitely sew you up with the with a rusty needle, and and you'll <laughs> you'll, you'll, you'll you'll will not be infected by it because uh, that's the only oh, thing that's man. available in the middle of the woods. So uh, we've spent Dude, some time out there too, and that's how I know that. Uh, well, so not only are you great no, at, I, at, I, at I, making cars look great, but you would definitely I appreciate want it, to Phil. Be, I mean, yeah, well, no we've problem. you know. I, I really think kind of tying it back into small business, you know, the, the small business struggles, you know, um, yeah, you know, I, I don't, you know, you've been in business for yourself for a long, long time. And I think, you know, um, since I've went full time, I've, I've always had the entrepreneurial spirit and heart, even when I worked for, you know, uh, the smaller businesses, right. When I worked for pro finish and yep. then when yeah, I had yeah, my yeah. own business, you know, I've, I've always kind of had that entrepreneurial spirit and heart, like I just mentioned, but you know, I think you, I remember you saying this to me once many years ago, right? Like, you know, uh, business fluctuates, right? You know, you, you have these, you have these highs, you have these lows, you mm -hmm. have these ups and you have these downs. And I remember you saying it one time and, and I think we had, this was maybe a couple of years ago where we had uh, a springtime come where we had just like a ridiculous amount of rain where it basically rained every day or every other day for maybe 60 to 90 days yeah. where we just got right where it That's was just, right. you know, we, we got a lot of rain. Yeah. And, and I remember, you know, like talking to you about it after the fact, and you said something and I don't remember exactly how it was, but it was something like that feeling when you slow down, you can never, even though it's happened before and you've seen it happen many times in your career, it never gets easier. It, it always feels like a new, like, uh, experience once again, when it slows down and, you know, I, I think it's something that as entrepreneurs, people just, you know, you go through, you kind of ride these highs and lows and you, you would hope that they go away or they don't resurface, but that's just not the truth, you know, and, and you, you have to ride the wave and you have to see it through. And I know you've done a really good job. You've always been very progressive and kind of like, okay, this is where the industry's going. This is what I need to do. This, I need to be prepared for this because in two years from now, this is what people are going to be, you know, expecting or wanting. And so you've always done a really great job of that of being progressive. And, and I just, I, I want, you know, I would like to maybe have you kind of share some advice for if, if, uh, if another entrepreneur is listening to this podcast, like some, what, what are some of the things that you may have done to help cope or help kind of see it through, if you will, if that makes any yeah. sense, because yeah. you've done a great job at it. Sure. Well, I know it's a lot to unpack and I, I don't mean to put you on the spot. <laughs> no, no, it's a great, it's a great question. I don't think about it much. Right. I mean, I just do. Um, yeah. I, you know, you got to wear here. Here's the advice I would give is, is always be extremely flexible and the always, always be wanting to learn. Mm -hmm. Always understand that, that it's, it's not, it's not a triangle mm -hmm. where you're sitting at the top. And then you have, you know, everyone underneath you, like, you know, your second layers, your managers, and then underneath that's your employees and so forth and so on. Yeah. It's almost inverted. It's almost an upside down triangle where you're on the bottom, yeah. you know, helping your managers grow, help giving them the tools and the, the support to grow mm -hmm. 
Um, so you're actually on the bottom. You're not on the top, right? right. And and right. you're and you're and you're lifting and teaching your employees life lessons. And and whether they're with you for a short period of time or a long period of time, when they 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 can always you know take what what they've learned uh, working for me and take it with them the rest of their life. So I think that's that's something that took a long time to figure out. So that that's that's not something that was figured out back in the sure. like new days <laughs> on yeah. Park Ridge. Right. But I think that's so important, especially with the type of people that we employ today. Mm-hmm. So keep in mind that that you're on the bottom. You're 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 giving you're helping everyone become successful. In yep. turn, your business is becoming successful. Yeah. I think some that's... of the other hats is um, understanding that if you are not doing something that you have a passion for, or at least I don't know passion, but you you're not a drive. About. Yeah. A drive, right? Like, and and ultimately, who's bringing in the the, who's paying the bills is the customer. So, really, what I mean is, you can have bad days, or you can be upset at the business, or things can go really wrong sometimes when like when it rains for like sixty days. But yeah. you know, when that next customer comes in on the sixty first first day, right? Yeah. They don't need to know anything about you. You right. know, you're about to lose your shirt, right? Right. You know, right. you are so happy to see them. Um, you know. Um, that, that you're making them feel like a million bucks and they're going to leave there and tell two more friends, uh, yeah. you know, how, how they felt. So sure. Don't ever lose, don't ever lose focus on why you're doing this, right? You're yeah. doing this for, um, for your customers to make people, um, appreciate what your, what your, what service you decided to give them. Sure. Um, you know, and, uh, and, great and, point. and thank God every day, man, thank God every day, because, um, we all know that there are, uh, situations in life. Uh, that are out of our control um and 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 some could be really great some could be really bad uh sure. so just just thank god be be grateful be grateful that's, for what you have that's a great point you know i mean and i, I think you know there's especially now because of social media there's so much more negativity and like you said you know like the the client doesn't need to know that and and too they much, don't need to know it you know, don't know too it. often today we kind of spill yeah. you know we kind of like spill our stuff onto other people and it's like Mm-hmm. you know the, the people don't need to hear all that stuff yeah yeah you know I mean, that's why they, they that's don't why they, they don't they don't, they they don't need they, to hear all that become, stuff you know become a computer coder you know yeah. don't deal with anyone you know? <laughs> <Don't deal. laughs> you know you might you might love to you know detail cars but uh you can do that in your garage you know with your friends but don't make it a business if you don't like yeah. people yeah yeah well and, and so you know i mean Usually we run these podcasts close to about an hour and we're, we're okay. kind of getting close to that time. But, if, right. you know, if, I wanted to ask you like um, through your, through your years and being um, running the hand car wash and running the tunnel car wash and, and, you know, the labor issues. I mean, I know um, our conversations that we've had over the years about, you know, you questioning, well, should I do this? Should I do that? I mean, I think now, um, and I, I, I'm going to ask a question, but kind of answer for you. Like I, mm. I know, I'm not going to answer it for you, but I'm going to ask a question. Like, are you happy that you, <laughs> that you stayed the course? Because here, you know, um, I talked to a lot of, I talked to a lot of detail guys, um, both, both guys that are, are starting a business and then guys that have been in business for a long time. And, and, you know, like you mentioned earlier in the podcast, like, all right, you studied you know, you went to the, you went to like new and you sat out there at random times and, you know, maybe over 200 hours, you know, I don't think enough, uh, beginner detailers take the time to really study this stuff um, mm. that ends up kind of like hurting them maybe like their first one or two year in business mm. where a lot of where a lot of guys I'm always like I'll make the recommendation like hey why don't you start with a business plan right mm. Can, why don't you write out yeah. a business plan and that seems like uh, a lot of times detailer guys especially mm. especially like single member detail organizations mm-hmm. someone like me they're like I don't need a business plan I don't need to do there. this. It's, you all know, it's all it's all up in my head, and and I'm like I'm like you know, and I I stop when I think about that because you know when I started Matthew Specialized Detailing, I sat down and I wrote a business plan. It was I didn't need money, but I still wanted to have goals and I still wanted to have something to mm-hmm. work off of. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So you know, Absolutely. my business plan structure. was still more structure. My business plan was for me, so I could kind of understand it a little deeper than than just like being like okay well i'm just going to clean your car i'm just going to polish your paint ceramic coat it right so um my question is um the countless hours that you put into studying these other businesses before you got involved and and creating a business plan and getting all you know basically 
getting your ducks in a row, right? Before you start the business. I don't see enough um, detail guys doing that, um, especially when, you know, when you're beginning, because you're just most detail people are coming into the industry as technicians, right? They're good at doing the service. They're good with the polisher. They're good with this, but they're not business people. Um, and I think there's some hard lessons to learn along the way in doing that um, and growing a business, right? Because it's, it's not easy. And I know, you know, where you are located at VIP, you've had a lot of competition that you've had to manage over the number of years, right? And, and yeah. And you and I talking about these competitors of yours over the last 15 years, um, a lot, some of them have closed down and changed owners and they've gotten away from doing the full service stuff. And I, and I know from the years of having conversations, you kind of always scratch your head going, man, should I still, you know, should I, should I, should I make an express exterior car wash? Should I, you know, should I get rid of the full service? Right. And then it's like, okay, well maybe I'm not going to have the same tickets, but I want the same labor. And I, I think it's tough to really trust your gut and trust your intuition to see like what is the next step right it's really really difficult to figure out what those things look like you know what i mean i you um, know what here here what it comes down to is not everyone's built to, to own their own business or yeah. run their own business right yeah um not there's nothing look owning your own business comes with a, 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 a you know a, a set of sleepless nights it comes with anxiety it comes with you know stress yeah. it comes with a lot yeah. of behind the scenes there's a lot of paperwork that gets done there's a lot of marketing i mean so there's so many more moving parts owning your own business not everyone's built for that yeah. um but um, like i've found great managers and great employees that yeah. simply you know they're no dummies but they're yeah. like there's no way i want to do what you're doing yeah but i'll give yeah. you everything i got and pay me for it yeah yeah. You know, yeah. um, you know, get the insurance and they get, you know, the, the, the retirement plan and <clears throat> yeah. Yes. the vacation time. And, sure. and they, that's, you know, that, you know, they're, they don't, I don't consider them any less than what I am, except this is what um, they understand. They understand what keeps their brain not yeah. from uh, <laughs> blowing up. So yeah. Right. So business is not for everyone. It's, no, it's not. It's, it's uh, not for everyone. It's, it's not. It's not. It's not. No. So you can be, so, you know, the business aspect of, of, of running a company um, has really nothing to do with the product itself. You can take any product, whether it's detailing or car washing or, or selling gym shoes, right? Right. Um, you have to understand how to fundamentally run the business behind the scenes. Right. Well, and like, and like you mentioned earlier in the podcast, how, you know, venture capitalists have come in and starting to build these car washes and they're, you know, degrading the quality, right? Because it, like you said, you know, okay, here I can have all these washes, but now the quality goes down. That's one of the reasons, you know, I always get a lot of people that question me. They're like, well, why don't you expand? Why don't you get this, you know, bring on employees and train all these people? And it's, it's there. Number one, it's different for everybody, but I, I don't, I don't want to have to manage people. Because uh, it's not really my strength, right? And I'm well aware of that. Like, I am good with people, but I, I have too much empathy that when it comes to actually, you know, disciplining someone and managing someone, I know that, sure. that I would fall short of that. So I, my business model is a lot different, and I want bigger tickets and fewer cars, <laughs> you yeah. know? And so it's it's kind of just like figuring it all mm -hmm. out and, and understanding. Yeah. And, and that's why, yeah. you know, I I... I say this a lot to you and other people when I talk about you that they don't build people like you anymore because you as a car wash owner operator, you kind of have, you know, you're the electrician when something breaks, you're the plumber when something Absolutely. breaks, you know, you do a lot of your own mechanical work, whereas some of these Absolutely. other companies where, where the tunnel goes down, guess what? They have to call a company, a, a repair sure. company, and they might be sure. out three days and guess what? Yeah. They're down yeah. for three days and they have yeah. three days of lost revenues where yeah. you're like, oh no, a roller broke. Like, you know, you're, you're in the pits with the, with your sleeves rolled up and you don't see a lot of, you don't see a lot of that stuff anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, we've talked to even Frank Murphy about that, how he mentions, right? Like, you know, now some of the, they're building car washes across the country faster than they, they, they can even count. And now when the car washes break, there's no mechanics to fix them. You know, yeah. it's just, it's a, it's a really interesting, it's a really interesting business. And, and that, and, and that also, wouldn't you call, wouldn't you consider that falling into like the customer service category where, you know, it's one thing when we break down, Matt, and I'm thinking, I'm really thinking two things. 
One, how bad is the breakdown? How fast can we get it fixed? Right? Because mm-hmm. we are losing revenue, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But at, at equally, um, customers are leaving their house, their place of work, we're at, you know, detouring their way to go to the grocery store to, to come by the car wash to get their car washed. Yeah. And I can't provide that service. So right. I'm, I'm, it's a very, I'm like disappointing them. And that yeah. bothers me as well, right? It's like, sure. you know, they've come, they've come to, they've chose VIP car wash to wash their car, right? Yeah. They drive by three others yeah, because uh, there's so many of them. And now I can't perform that service that they came here for. And that yeah. bothers me. So, yeah. um, so you, you, you know, <laughs> you learn, you learn to get your place up and running. These other car washes, you know, it's a business like, Hey, we're down for a half a day due to uh, you know, a motor that went out. Sorry, yeah. we'll be open tomorrow. You yeah. know, yeah. But you don't like it, you know, what, what do you want me to tell you? Well, that's just the reality of being in business. I mean, you yeah. know, I mean, you know, and that's, uh, it can happen in, in any ways, you know, uh, and that's why I have lots of polishers because sometimes the polisher breaks and, and it's like, okay, well, that polisher's broken. I still have to get the job done. So, <laughs> well, what I'd like to do, Phil, um, I would like to do a part two of this in the future, um, mostly because I want to have you back on the podcast maybe sometime before the end of the year. And I want Kilmer to be on with us so we can talk. Right. And I, and I want to talk about um, more specifically um, our venture with the other car wash and some of the, the, the highs and lows of that, because Absolutely. I think be there's good. a lesson in there that you sure and I is. both learned that, sure. that I, I share fragments of that with certain people. And I okay. think that um, there's some cool uh, beneficial stories that, people (laughs) might laugh might cry uh and i know we've laughed and cried about it but i i want to i was i specifically want to tell that story about the the mother's day where you and i worked on a sunday where we had three employees and washed 187 cars yeah 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 that's right that's right talk about build talk about building character talk about building character so you know um i i appreciate your time on the podcast today um, small business September, uh, is, is now over and I'm glad that we've got to, you know, uh, to talk about this and I'm really glad to have you on today and I look forward to part two. So, um, thank you for your time. Keep washing cars. Tell, say hi to Johnny for me and, um, hopefully maybe I'll, it, see you, maybe I'll, um, maybe I'll see you Thursday at the open mic. All right. You got it. You got all it. Right, Keep guys. it clean. All right. All right. We'll see you guys. Take care. Bye.